Merry Christmas, Grace Hill. How are you this, this evening? You know, I think Mel mentioned this earlier. It's been, I believe, three years since we have gathered on Christmas Eve together. I can't believe it. It was, it was Christmas Eve of 2019. Obviously, 2020, we didn't gather because of COVID. And 2021, we had a little outbreak go through our church, so we didn't gather again. And so 2022, I'm so glad to be with you. And I love to gather on Christmas Eve. And I think one of the reasons why I love it so much is because there's a lot of different kinds of people here when we gather for Christmas Eve. So I know many of you are here, you're members of our church, this is your church home, and so you are here to worship Jesus and to think about his birth and to celebrate that and be with your church family, and we are so glad that you're here. Others of you are here maybe because a friend invited you or you're in town visiting family and this is the church they come to, and so, so you're here, and, and I don't even know what your church or religious spiritual background is. You might follow Jesus, you might not, but you're here, and we are so glad that you're here. Maybe you're here because you do believe in Jesus, you, you do believe that there's a God, and that hasn't been a huge part of your life, but Christmas is a time for you to come and to think about the fact that Jesus came to us and to worship him and celebrate him, and we are glad that you are here as well. I love Christmas Eve, and I love thinking about the birth of Jesus, because I think in the birth of Jesus, we get a lot of data about who God is and how we relate to God. I think most of us in the room, whether we're a Christian or we're not a Christian, whether we follow Jesus seriously, or whether maybe we even think or follow another religion, if you believe there is some sort of God, I, I think most of us in the room relate with God in a very similar way. I want to read what I think, what I think that is. So in, in the Bible, real quick, Genesis chapter 3, I'm going to read one verse, verse 8. You know, in Genesis, we read of the creation of Adam and Eve and everything around them, the first man, the first woman, everything is perfect. And then most of us know the story, right? Adam and Eve, they break God's command. And then we're going to read real quick. This is what they do. One verse, Genesis 3, verse 8, it says this, and they, Adam and Eve, heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife, Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. I think this is how most of us relate to God. God is out there somewhere. He's distant. We are in the bushes hiding, and we assume that God is disappointed I think this is how most people relate to God, even other religions that are not Christian religions. We, we set up these systems, there's these things that we have to do, these laws we have to follow, these disciplines that we have to hold on to tightly, and we got to kind of climb this mountain, and, and we are in the bushes, God's disappointed in us because we are disappointing people. 
We don't, all live, we, we don't always live up to the things that we say that we're going to do. We do things that God doesn't like, and we assume that he is not pleased with us. I think for many of us, we find a hard time relating to God, going to God, trusting in God in the hardest places of our life because of this. Because we assume God is distant and disappointed and we're hiding in the bushes from him. And so I can't go to God, you know, in the things that I'm most ashamed about, in my biggest mistakes, in my biggest sins, because he's disappointed with me in those things. He's waiting for me to get my act together and come out. Or I can't go to God with the things that I'm angry about or hurt about because he's going to be disappointed that I don't trust him in those things. I can't go to God with my questions and my doubts. How is God going to react if he knows that I doubt him? And so I think we find it hard to practice our faith or relate with God in these most difficult areas of our life because of this, right? I can't come out of the bushes because I have a failed marriage. And I've been told that's forever going to mark me. And God will always be disappointed with me in that. I can't come out of the bushes because I didn't wait till marriage. And I was told that was going to forever mark me. And that couldn't be redeemed. And God will always be disappointed with me in that. I can't come out of the bushes because look how much debt I'm in. And look at all the decisions of not trusting God that led to me being in that much debt. And I'm so ashamed of that. And so I can't come out of the bushes. God's going to be like, this is what you did to yourself. I can't come out of the bushes because I, don't, I haven't read my Bible in months, years. I tell people I read it. I grew up in a, in a Christian home, and they told me I had to read it, but I haven't read it. And so every time I do read it, I just feel bad because I haven't read it for so long. And so I can't come out of the bushes. I haven't done the things that God has told me that I need to do. I can't come out of the bushes because I'm angry at God for the things that he's allowed to happen this year. And I don't get it. And I don't think it's safe to express that to him. I think if we were to really examine our hearts, we all, in many ways, relate with God like this. But the Bible is a story. And it is a story about the way God relates with us in the midst of our sin. In the midst of the ways that we have not lived up to the things that he has called us to. It's a long story, it's a true story, and I want to read you two verses towards the end of that story. It's going to be in Hebrews 4. Now, if you, are, uh, if you gather with us normally at Grace Hill Church, you know we've been in the book of Hebrews through Advent, and so this is not going to be news to you, but one of the things we studied during Advent is that if we want to know who God is and what his character is like and how he responds and reacts to us, then we need to look to Jesus, because Hebrews 1 says that Jesus is the exact imprint of the nature of God. So if we want to know what God is like, we, we look to Jesus. And so, I want you to see these two verses in Hebrews chapter 4. And if this is repetitive for you, then that means that I believe that you need to be reminded of this over and over and over again until you don't forget it. Because we as followers of Jesus forget this all the time. 
How does God relate with us? Well, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15 and 16 would say this. For we do not have a high priest. He's talking about Jesus. We do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. What is Hebrews teaching us? What does the end of our story actually teach us about how God relates with us? Well, what we read about is this reality that God sent his son Jesus, to come and become one of us. He he becomes human. That's why we're here. It's why we're celebrating this evening, the birth of Jesus. But think about it for a second. Jesus becomes a newborn baby. A newborn baby that's cold and needs to be clothed. A newborn baby that's hungry and needs to be fed. A newborn baby that can be lonely and needs to be nurtured. And he grows into being a child and then eventually an adult. And what Hebrews just said is that he experienced everything that we did. He experienced every temptation that, that we did. So what do we learn really from Hebrews? How does God relate with us? Well, what we learn from Hebrews is that Jesus, God himself, comes to be with us, not to wait for us to come out of the bushes, but to sit in the bushes with us. To come into the bushes with us and tell us that I have experienced everything you've experienced. I have felt that anger before. I have felt that before. And I have felt that before. And I am here with you in it. And I have come to to make a way that you could be redeemed. That, That through my blood on the cross, your sins could be forgiven. And in this moment, right here, right now, what you can have is a fresh start with God. And I'm here, did you read that in Hebrews 4, verse 16? I'm here to help you, to be there for you, to give you mercy, to give you grace, to help you grow into the person that God wants you to be and experience the joy that God wants you to experience, that I have come here to be with you, to sit in the bushes with you in this moment. See, this is the message of Christmas. It's right here. The message of Christmas is that Jesus has come after us in the very moments that we thought he wouldn't. Would you hear that this morning? This evening? Jesus has come after us in the very moments that we were convinced he wouldn't come after us in. Those moments that we're convinced he would be disappointed with us in. That he would leave us in the bushes while he's waiting for us to figure out a way to come out and be worthy of him. That in that failed marriage, Jesus comes and sits with you in the bushes and say, I can handle this. You can come to me with this. I'm not ashamed of you. I'm here to be with you in it. Or in that sin, in that addiction, in that whatever it is that's going on in your life that you feel so much shame over, Jesus is coming to sit with you in it and say, I can handle this. I'm not leaving you. 
It's not a you've got three shots and then you're out kind of thing. No, I'm here. My grace and my mercy is here to help you in a time of need. That's why I put on human flesh. Jesus is saying, I can come and sit in the bushes with you as you're angry at me. Angry at me for because your spouse is suffering with illness. Angry at me because your parent is decaying before your eyes and you're watching them slip away. Angry at me because your child has walked away from the Lord. Angry at me for whatever it is. I can handle your anger. I can handle your frustration. I can sit with you in this. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to say, you should have more faith in me. You should trust me better. No, I put on human flesh. I experienced the things you experienced so I could sit with you in this, redeem, heal, and bring help in the time of need for you to grow into the person that God wants you to grow into and experience the joy that he wants you to experience. And my question for all of us this evening is this. Is this how we relate with God? When we picture a relationship that we could have with God, does this pop up in our minds? Or is it more like Adam in Genesis 3? In the bushes. God's distant. God's frustrated. God has left. And he's waiting for me to figure it out. Because I want you to know this. That the scriptures that we just studied together, the scripture that we study every week at Grace Hill tells us a story of a God who has come to us, a God who sits in the bushes with us and redeems our souls, allows us to have a relationship with God that is faithful, never-ending, and he gives us help in the time of need. We would not be here if this isn't what we worship in the scriptures. Because this is what Christmas is all about. It's why Jesus put on human flesh. And so my question for all of us this morning is this. Is this the God you worship? Is this the character of the God that you worship? Is this the God that you believe in? Is this the God that you read about? Is this the God that you're going to celebrate tomorrow morning? And so this evening, my prayer for you is that if you're saying, man, you're right, Alan, like I, I look to God as, as someone who's just perpetually frustrated with me, angry and disappointed and distant, then I want you to hear this morning that you are worshiping a false God. That Jesus is the living and true God. And if you're here this evening and, and you're not sure if you believe in Jesus, I want you to know this is the God of the Bible. And you can have a relationship with him and all it takes is trusting in him. That you need his help. You need his redemption. And you need him to come after you to redeem you. And that's exactly what Jesus offers us. So here's what I'd like. I'd like for us just to pray here for a moment. Together, as the band comes back up, we're going to spend the rest of our evening together singing Christmas carols, celebrating the fact that Jesus has come to us. But I just want to take a minute, a very quick minute of silence. I know there's kiddos in the room. It's okay. 
just a quick minute of silence, and I just want us to go before the Lord. And I want us to picture our God, Jesus, not waiting for us to get our acts together, but coming to us, sitting with us in the bushes, and offering his healing and redemption. Let's just take a moment. Let's do that, and I'm going to close us in prayer. Jesus, we praise you that in the very moments we think you will leave, you will abandon us, or you will forsake us, you actually come after us in and through Jesus Christ. And God, I pray if there's anyone in this room that needs to have their image of God in their head healed, to the God of the Bible, to what you tell us your character is. God, I pray by your spirit right now that would happen in this moment. And this Christmas, they would see you differently for the rest of their lives as someone who's come after them. And God, I pray if there's anyone in the room who doesn't know you, that in this moment by your spirit, you would become real to them. You would reveal yourself to them. And they would know that they have a Savior that is available to them to give them mercy and grace and help in the time of need. Jesus, we pray as we spend the rest of our evening singing to you that you would be worshipped and you would be glorified and that you would fill our hearts here this evening with joy. In Christ's name, amen.